Welcome to Audio Leads. My name's Carl Robinson, co-founder and CEO of Rumble Studio, a software company that helps you record and publish audio fast. Audio is quickly taking the marketing world by storm. However, finding an effective audio marketing strategy to grow your business can be a challenge, and one we're currently trying to solve ourselves at Rumble Studio. There are just so many options, from branded podcasts to social audio, microcasts, and many more. And we're experimenting with all of them. So we decided to launch this podcast, Audio Leads, to share the conversations that we have with the experts and the brands who've successfully used audio for marketing. So this podcast was recorded using our own product, Rumble Studio, which allows us to conduct remote, asynchronous guest interviews quickly and easily. The host sets some questions, and then the guest records their answers in their own time. And this not only avoids having to schedule live interviews with guests, saving time for everyone, but it also means that team members from across our company can easily contribute to this podcast by hosting their own episode. Hey, Trent. Welcome to Audio Leads. Please, could you introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Trent Anderson, head of Connect Services at Podchaser, and I help our clients with all of our agency services, which includes marketing, advertising, as well as guest booking. Okay, so tell us in a bit more detail then, what is Podchaser? Uh, Who's it for and what problem does it solve for them? Our database powers discovery for the entire podcasting ecosystem, and it's used by hundreds of agencies, media networks, as well as podcasters themselves to find their next favorite show, their next guesting opportunity, or even their next advertising opportunity. On the Connect Agency Services side, we're helping a lot of founders, a lot of startups educate their markets at scale through the power of guest podcast appearances. And we're taking those guest appearances and helping them distribute through social media, web-based content, and more. So we have a pretty robust suite of services and products to help everyone get the most out of podcasts they possibly can. So you offer podcast data. Uh, What kind of data is that? Uh, Who uses it? Uh, And what do they do with it? We offer quite a few pieces of data. We have over 1.7 billion data points in our podcast database now. A lot of the most frequently used data points include contact information, which is great for media buying agencies that want to place media on certain podcasts. Contact info is also great for agencies looking to find guest appearance opportunities for their clients. And we also have robust audience insights. So looking at things like demographic information, psychographic information, which is all pulled through their social graphs. And that's very beneficial to agencies, brands, and even networks themselves to understand who their audiences are and how to create content that's going to speak to them. So I understand podcast advertising is, a, is obviously a, a big one uh, in terms of uh, the need for the data that you guys offer. Um, what are the big trends that you see occurring in the podcast advertising space and how should brands and podcasters adapt? One trend that I'm starting to see more in the podcast advertising space does not include dynamic insertion or host read ads as we typically observe them. Instead, I'm seeing more brands sponsor a question, a segment, or even a a special piece of content within an overall episode. And I think that's a great way for brands to first dip their toe in their podcast advertising space. Now, is that... The same issue with attribution, 
that everyone else understands to be a problem within the podcast advertising space, sure. However, I think it is a much lower risk to say in a 30-minute Q&A style interview that maybe the host's third question for the guest is brought to you by brand ABC. Now, I think that's, again, a really low-risk way to start understanding how powerful the podcast platform can be. And what advice do you have for brands looking to advertise on podcasts? Uh, What's the the strategy that you recommend that they take? Any do's and don'ts or, or common mistakes? Podcast advertising strategy really needs to come full circle into how traditional ad agencies used to create uh, ad strategies themselves. And what I mean by that is, let's say you represent a bacon brand and you want to tap into podcast advertising to get more bacon sold for the bacon brand that you represent. Now, what we see almost 90% of the time from our clients is the agency wants to start by looking at podcasts that talk about bacon. And that's a great start potentially. However, we need to contextualize what makes up bacon culture, what makes up a bacon buyer, and what kind of audience overlap do we have between bacon enjoyers and other audiences. And this is actually a real-world example that we went through with one in, uh, prospect in particular that uh, you would all know and love because the founders ha- founder has a very famous name. Now, when we took them through this process, we looked at, well, what do we know to be true about bacon eaters? Uh, colloquially and culturally, they typically tend to be male, and they typically tend to uh, enjoy sports. So we started looking at, okay, what's the cross-sectional between men, sports, and bacon? And if we want to zoom that out further, it'd be food. Where do men enjoy sports and food? And we looked at tailgates. So which shows talk about tailgates, uh, whether it's for football or basketball or baseball, and started really homing in on which uh, types of shows would be a fit for all of those cross-sectionals combined. Now, again, this is going to require a lot more audience insight, which again, I think Patricia does an excellent job of surfacing. So you can see outside of just the pure download number, you can actually see audience insights such as demographics, shared affinities, uh, brand allegiance, so on and so forth. So again, if you view advertising as potentially concentric circles in which you have in this example, bacon at the very forefront, the very center of the circle, and then rings expanding from that, you're going to see football, you're going to see uh, men, you're going to see potentially even something like craft beer. Um, So in any case, it's great to have a pointed view first, but we also want to expand our sphere of influence when it comes to finding the right podcast advertising opportunity. So it's not just data that you guys offer, but you actually have a, a guest booking service as well, helping people to get onto podcasts or helping podcasts to find fantastic guests. Um, Can you explain a little bit more? Why would a podcast need you to find them guests? What's the advantage of this over them just doing it themselves? Podchaser Connect's podcast guest booking service is a great opportunity for thought leaders, for industry stalwarts of commercial as well as academic pursuits to take their unique point of view and use that point of view to educate markets at scale. And this format is is nothing new, of course. Many thought leaders have taken to 
industry conferences, trade shows, keynote speeches, etc., to do the same exact thing. However, that all included travel, time, and quite a bit of money. Now, the podcast experience is a little bit different because we can accomplish this asynchronously as we are doing right now with Rumble Studio. We can do it virtually as we have with Zoom and Riverside and Squadcast, among many others, and still get that same level of audience interactivity and audience evangelization in a much more flexible format, which is why, especially with the folks that we're working with now, they view this as a cornerstone of their content strategy moving forward. They're able to tap into earned audiences that someone else has built and teach them something new and hopefully enrich their lives and become better off for it. So the guest booking service, I think, has the opportunity, especially with some of the new services that we're offering on top of guest booking, such as social distribution and web-based content, to really amplify a message. And I think uh, this is going to be a growing part of our business moving forward. What advice would you give to people looking to appear on a podcast as a guest? Um, what kind of people can benefit from being on a podcast? And why should they do it in the first place? You know, what do they get out of it? Uh, also, I'd really like to know what approach you'd recommend for getting on the right shows to making sure they get uh, in front of uh, the right audiences. The advice that I give to people looking to appear as a podcast guest is really the same that I've been beating the drum for over the last six months or so. And in order to secure guest appearances, you really need to have a point of view. And a point of view is difficult to craft at first, but it's going to make you stand out by far and away. Without a POV, you're largely going to be considered boring. And I hate to say it like that, but boring doesn't sell. And we've identified seven critical characteristics to crafting a POV so you can stand out. And if you think about it like this, positioning describes where you compete, like the problems that you solve, the types of companies you solve them for, and the expertise you bring them. But your POV actually describes a better way to solve all of those things. At its core, a POV describes how you see the world, and it's often forged from collective experience. So again, if the POV is a byproduct of process, research, analysis, insight gathering, and then ultimately execution, you're going to be able to position yourself a much, much, much stronger uh, relative to other people that are talking about similar topics. So the, the critical seven things that we look at in crafting a POV is you want to, one, attack concepts, not people. Two, you want to attack conventional wisdom. Three, your POV should simultaneously attract and reject specific audiences. Four, your POV should stir emotion. Five, your POV's got to solve a real problem. Six, you have to be able to offer real solutions through your POV. And then finally, seven, and this is probably the most important part, strong points of view are backed by real-world evidence. And it's not just a hypothesis. It's something that you spin through the scientific method. You've observed, you've researched, you've hypothesized, you've tested, you've analyzed, you've reported, and you've repeated. And again, that seven critical elements of the POV, I think, are what separates people that get booked often as guests versus the ones that are sending kind of the inane um would love to listen, would love to get you on our podcast so we can talk about all the new products that we're shilling. Um, that doesn't actually 
move the needle and talking with well over 500 podcasters at this point, podcast hosts, we've done a lot of polling of them and we've always uh, found through those scientific and non-scientific inquiries that the POV is far more impactful when it comes to being accepting of a, a podcast guest. So congratulations on Podchaser's recent acquisition by Acast. Uh, it sounds like a huge win for open podcasting. Uh, I know both your companies are huge uh, supporters of the, the open podcasting movement, combating the, uh, the closed walled gardens of companies like Spotify. Uh, can you share any more details on uh, what that um, acquisition is going to look like, what the partnership will, uh, will entail? Uh, maybe you could share some details on how Acast will leverage Podchaser's data. We're extremely excited to be joining the ACAST family because of the open podcasting ecosystem and the values that that espouses, because it's so true to our North Star uh, value metrics as well. And when we look at the overall podcasting industry, of course, we've got four walled gardens in Spotify, in Apple, in Google, YouTube, as well as Amazon. And we see all the acquisitions that are happening in those spaces with the sole intent of creating walled gardens in those uh, those four major players. Now with Acast and with Podchaser joining forces to really create a, uh, a strong independent pillar within the podcasting industry, well, we view this as just a match made in, so to speak, heaven. Um, as far as how Acast will leverage Podchaser's data, we're looking forward to seeing that at some point in, in the future. However, Podchaser will be operationally independent from ACAST for the foreseeable future. That's great. So uh, what's on the horizon for Podchaser? What will you be focusing your energies on over the next six to 12 months? What's on the horizon for Podchaser? Well, we are certainly double, doubling down on our agency services. When we look at the scientific and non-scientific polling that goes on in Twitter and then LinkedIn, where industry uh, thought leaders are asking about what people are struggling with the most. It almost always comes down to marketing, advertising, monetizing, and content development. So we are building out a much more um, robust suite of services and products to help not just podcasters, but uh, agencies, as well as brands, as well as advertisers, really get the most uh, juice out of the, the podcast squeeze, so to speak. So we're really excited to be offering uh, through our agency model on the Connect side uh, a great amount of content repurposing, content distribution, as well as audience insights and audience research, which I think is going to get us even closer to helping people uh, find ways in which podcasts can serve their needs from a business growth perspective, especially in the wake of iOS 14 and the cookie-less world that we now live in. We need to ed educate the market at scale ourselves about how robust one 30-minute guest interview can become for your entire marketing strategy over time. So uh, again, we're really looking forward to doubling down on our agency services to help uh, the podcast industry grow. Lastly, and this is a question we ask all our guests on Audio Leads. Um, right now, we're recording remotely and asynchronously with the Rumble Studio platform. Uh, how do you feel about this experience? Yeah, this was a great experience recording asynchronously. I uh, didn't quite know what to expect going in. And what's cool is this gave me an opportunity to 
re-record and recalibrate some of my messaging and even pull up notes in one instance. So you can't quite get that in a live format. So I think this is a really interesting way uh, to accomplish much better, much more uh, tightly wound and tightly uh, knitted uh, podcast opportunities too. So I think you guys are certainly onto something here at Rumble. I appreciate you allowing me to test it out. Thank you for listening to this episode of Audio Leads, brought to you by Rumble Studio. If you enjoyed this conversation, you'll probably enjoy our weekly newsletter too. It's our selection of the week's best articles and podcasts related to audio marketing. To get it, visit rumble.studio slash newsletter. That's rumble.studio slash newsletter. And if you're interested in creating some audio yourself, you might like to give Rumble Studio a try. Sign up for a free account at rumble.studio. Studio.